Blog Talk Radio. This is Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. That's right, we are in the house. Non-Sequitur, the off-season version of a much less detailed podcast. Here at you live on a Saturday night, February the 23rd, 2019. I'm Dre, he's Jay. We are ready for our 2019 Academy Awards preview show. The Oscars preview the 91st Academy Awards to be given out tomorrow night on, I believe it's ABC. And we're going to do it without a host this year. We'll get into a little bit of that controversy, so to speak. Uh, we will be doing this at some point with, of course, Dave, the movie expert, the man who actually sees these movies that are nominated for the Academy Awards. Uh, not here yet. Uh, he's uh, told me he had to restart his computer, so he's in the middle of rebooting, and hopefully we'll have him on shortly. Uh, so until then, it'll be me and Jay riffing about the movies that are nominated for the Oscars, which combined between us, I think we've seen one of them. Um, unless you saw one. more than, yes. uh, unless you've seen something no. this week that, uh, that, we've, that we've, I have both we've we've both seen one, and I'll save that for the uh, when we get into the in-depth discussion because this is really not a show without without Dave the movie expert. We probably don't have an Oscar show, so if if Dave the movie expert ends up not being on the show tonight, just go back in and edit the title of the show and just completely <laughs> memory hole the description of the show and turn it into whatever the hell we end up talking about for the next hour. Dave but, uh, will be here. He's texting me. He's had to restart the computer. This, this he's, he's on his the, way. Uh, yeah, this, this marks uh, basically an anniversary of sorts. It was the only time I've never been on the show was a year ago uh, this weekend. So you guys actually flew solo last year um, for right. the Oscar show. You and Dave, the movie expert, without me. So it felt weird uh, having there be a show and, and not being on it. So I'm, I'm glad I could make it this year. We always, we yeah, always have we... a good time. Oh yeah, uh, talking about movies that neither one of us have, have ever seen, but Dave is is the one that actually knows what he's talking about and has seen these movies. Uh, we I mean, we could riff for an hour and talk about movies that we haven't seen and just make up stuff. Oh sure. Uh, but yeah. then we'd be screaming, we'd be screaming a Smith, just making up shit that we don't know anything about and we don't want to be oh, doing. I that. tell you what, I saw that movie and it was awful. So to spare us for from an hour of that, when God knows nobody would want to hear that, here now on the line with us is Dave, the movie expert. Dave, welcome in. Thank you once again for rescuing this show from the purgatory that it would be of just me and Jason were talking about movies. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, Dave, hi, are you there? Hi, Dre. Hey. <laughs> oh, it says Dave has dropped. Oh, okay. Well, he tried. Uh, he tried to come on the show, and you know, we call him Dave the movie expert, and he actually is the movie expert. But we could call anybody who watches more than a few movies a year a movie expert on this show. But uh, compared to us, yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Dave, Dave the movie expert is like Siskel and Ebert combined compared to us. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, we love movies. We just know neither one of us have really the time to, to watch uh, yeah, these movies. Yeah, you know, 
and I've had more time. So I've, I've found even just this last week with my kids being a little bit older, um, being able to sit through like feature length movies and also sit through feature length movies that aren't, you know, Mickey Mouse or Disney movies or, 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 or something like Transformers or something that's just got to keep my sons, you know, like we watched uh, three movies this week and uh, very distinctly different movies. I'll, I'll, I'll tell, I'll, I'll, I'll tell, tell the stories of that uh, at some point later in the show or in the after show, but it, it was nice this last week you know, with my wife being out of town and, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was uh, in charge of the house for a few days and we watched, uh, we watched some movies, me and the kids and the weather's been kind of lousy and another snowstorm in the middle of the week, just to, just to add to the, the weather misery. So yeah, my, my kids had some, some, some fun movie watching experiences this week. So I'm, I'm appreciating being able to sit through varying types of movies. Not much else to do in the, in Wisconsin right now with the weather you guys are having than to, to sit around no. and watch some, some movies. Drink. Uh, Drinking. And <laughs> you can't do that with the kids. Not yet. Oh, uh, man. It's Wisconsin, though. You'd be surprised. <laughs> they did win, like, a some sort of survey for, like, drinkiest uh, state in the country or most yes. alcoholics in the, in the country, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, then we, and I was thinking about going and getting a massage. Uh, that's Florida. That's a different. Oh. Uh, we don't. I don't even want to figure out what would make a man that has that kind of money go yeah. there to to a ski well, you know, massage that's what parlor. I mean. it, it, it likes to do them dirty, apparently. That's so dirty. That's beyond <laughs> dirty. That's like, uh, oh, we, we can get into that later, too, some of the details oh. of that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the, the farther I read into it. You know, oh. it, it's like that's the rabbit hole. It's like it's bad yeah. enough on its face, and then you actually start reading about like the details and the working conditions, and it's like, ooh, it's just icky and icky and ickier. Yes, <laughs> in, indeed. Um, he tried uh, valiantly twice on the computer, and it didn't work out again. So yeah. now calling in no, on the phone line is Dave, the movie expert. Dave, welcome in. Sorry, it didn't work out again with the computer this year. No, that's all right. <laughs> Man. It's, it's 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 not you. It's it's this silly ass website that if you don't get in here like earlier uh, before the show starts, like ten or fifteen minutes before the show starts, then we we have we've had connections issues for years on this show, and it seems to be we yeah. we we think we've figured out the the magic trick is to get in here earlier, uh, and, and you know, like I said, ten or fifteen minutes before the show starts. It seems like the closer you get to trying to get in here later after. Uh, either after the show starts or like right before, a few minutes before, that that's when the problems seem <laughs> to arise. So as you yeah. found out uh, clearly, I saw your name pop up on the screen a couple of times, and then I click you over and I hear nothing, and then you drop. And it yeah. happened twice, and so now we we got that's why we got to go to the phone line. But hey, you're here, you made it once again, and, and as always, I'm very appreciative that you uh, take the time to, to do the show with us. Not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah, the credibility of our Oscar show just increased. <laughs> oh God, it, uh, about a hundred. This is this is this has been a good year, I think. You know, for for films, I saw most of these before the nominations came out. So, oh, that's that's good. Oh that's, well, you, you, that is good. You you're on it before they even nominated them. So, did you have you seen all of them? Uh, all eight nominees uh, this year. 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, the the one I was saving for last was Roma because of the whole uh, conspiracy surrounding Netflix releasing Roma. It didn't have a regular theatrical release, and certain theaters weren't carrying it um, simply because it didn't have a 90-day release. And uh, it, it really did beg me to ask the question whether or not if a film is done by Netflix, does it deserve an award? <laughs> we, we were all kind of wondering that. Well, okay, so Netflix wins Emmys for its TV shows. Oh yeah. So I would, I mean, so I would almost wonder if a Netflix movie, exclusively, almost you know, almost an exclusive Netflix movie, would be almost more likely to win a TV award for best you know, TV movie or miniseries, which I know they do have. That is an actual category. Um, so, to, so to have a movie, and now it's, you know, supposedly, you know, if you go by the Vegas odds, it's it's the the, the current favorite to win uh, Best Picture. But, yeah, I, I understand the whole Netflix thing because if movies can just go straight to Netflix and, you know, get up for Best Picture and you can have you know these big phenomenons now, like the, this whole the whole bird box thing and all. It's like why why do we need movie why do we need movie theaters anymore? Right, right, right. And AMC refuses to carry it. They even have this you know Oscar you know screening where they show all the films, but they won't show Roma because Netflix released it for less it than ninety days during one of the other movies. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it We're really is screening. We're gonna have a screening after the after the movie festival on an iPad. <laughs> right. And it's really a struggle the... between. Go ahead. No, oh, they're gonna project it up on the wall through uh, through somebody's projector app on their phone. <laughs> oh right, right. No, I yeah, didn't well, know I that think... AMC uh, was was taking it personal and then said that no, we're not. We're gonna have a, a a festival to honor all the Oscar nominees except you. No, you you're not allowed. You're not invited. You stand over there in the corner because we don't we don't like you. You're you're the you're the nerd of the class. You're the odd person out. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, uh, it's a struggle between money and art. It, AMC thinks because Roma had a limited release like two, three weeks, and then it went to Netflix. And, and Netflix opened it up to all the distributors. You know, they said, if you want to, you know, show our film, go ahead. AMC said, no, no, we're not going to pay money to screen this in our theater when it's simultaneously being available on Netflix. <laughs> so, so with that being said, you know, being the, you're the movie expert, does Let's take the whole controversy out of it. Does it deserve its spot? Oh, yes. I mean, okay. be- because of the director, yeah. Quaron yeah. um, Alfonso. Yeah, Alfonso um, Quaron. He's done, I mean, he's done a lot of good movies. So oh, he's, not a, he's not a novice here. Right, right. And, you know, if this was, you know, certainly there are circumstances where, it shouldn't be, but obviously this is an artful film, you know. Oscar bait, dare I say? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Alfonso made this film because it reminded him of the city he grew up in, which was, I forgot, it, it has Roma in the name. Uh, it's like District of Roma. But anyway, 
in Mexico City. And uh, and it was basically what I what I gathered so far is that he it's basically his childhood. Uh, his parents divorced. Uh, he had a maid. He wanted to tell that side of the story. And I, so, yeah, I think it's absolutely worthy of an award and nomination, at least. Yeah, especially since it did have a theatrical release, because I would say if it didn't have a theatrical release, I might be inclined to say no, because I think people should have, you know, you shouldn't require a credit card, a monthly prescription, a subscription, <laughs> the Internet and a display in order to get nominated, you know? Sure. Yeah, no, we I, were did, and I agree with that, you there, uh, because... If if that's the case, there's a whole lot of stuff that just pops up that are movies on Netflix that are not getting nominated for Oscars. So right, right. They, they kind of backdoored this in, and it did go to film festivals. I mean, I do know even from seeing the oh, trailers yeah. for the movie that it went to film festivals and won won all these awards. So it's clearly been projected onto a, a large screen, but I don't think it was playing here uh, ever. <laughs> And we were kind of debating yeah. at the the last show that we were on, Jason, trying to figure out was this straight to Netflix? Did this air anywhere? Yeah. Did it screen anywhere? So they they kind of uh, addressed a little bit in the trailer for the movie where they talk about quote exclusive limited theatrical engagements unquote, which is I guess movie speak for yeah. we're gonna shoot it about five theaters to about twenty people. Yeah. So that we can say that we show we, we showed it in a, in a theater somewhere, and then it's yeah, going right there to was, there was probably I mean I got the sense from from with this content there was there was like porno that showed in more theaters than this movie did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Debbie does Dallas uh, probably did screen a lot more theaters than this. Uh, yeah, but it but it did show last November. It was uh, it was in a in a in a theater somewhere. It wasn't I, I, somewhere. I didn't hear about it. Out here, uh, here in Memphis, you didn't hear about it up there in Wisconsin. I, I don't know where. Uh, no, no. Actually, the first time I heard about this movie was when I was at work and I had on a, a YouTube channel that just shows nothing but movie trailers, and this popped up, and I'm like, "Oh, that looks good." And then I had all of a sudden, and then I realized, "Oh, it, it's come and gone already." And oh, you look, it. It, it, it's on that. Although. I, I you know, I, I've, I've been very, you know, consistent with my opinion about movie going experiences on the show that I, movies are so expensive to go to now that I, I this is not the kind of movie I would go to see in a theater. This is probably not a movie that requires a big screen experience. It looks very uh, artsy, though. It looks like it's something yes. that uh, yes, our. Our, our psych teacher, the the the, the original movie expert, uh, something he would have taken his wife to yep. definitely go see. Oh sure, sure. Uh, you know, it, you get it's got to be good. It's in black and white, so it has to be good, oh, right? Yeah, it's got to be good. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of impossible to tell what it's about just from the trailer, and uh, I, I meant to sit down and watch the whole movie. I didn't get a chance to do that this week, but uh, <laughs> that's why Dave, the movie expert, is on because he's seen all of these, so. Uh, enlighten me. What in the world is this all about? And you said it, it was worth all the hype. Uh, what uh, what what made it special? What's that, Roma? Yeah. Uh, basically, Alfonso Cuarón. Also, the the huge talk about it uh, about it being a Netflix production, and um, people were ready to see it. I mean, it was 
I think it was released for three weeks in theaters and then went to Netflix. So it was easily accessible. Uh, although theaters still did carry it. Um, outside of the, I mean, looking at the plot alone, I mean, it seems, it was uh, reminiscent of other family type films. Um, I got this, uh, like La Bamba, okay. when that came out. It uh, it it stands out, but it doesn't. Uh, I'm trying to think why I would give it a, a best picture award. I don't. I like the film, but it was a lot of. Go ahead. Well, I guess that answers our question as to whether or not this is his best picture. I guess that would be a solid no. It's not the most reinforcement. Well, it was it was a lot of mundane activities, you know. Clean up the dog shit. I mean, it was almost voyeuristic. Oh, you know, sure. you know, you're you're you can play, play the Sims and do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clean up the dog shit, and you know, she she has <laughs> That's not a good she gets title, pregnant. <laughs> she gets pregnant. What if it's in Spanish? Does that make it classier if you put this? What, what is clean up the dog shit in Spanish? Well, it would sound a lot better. Oh, okay. A lot classier? Yes. <laughs> okay, so yeah, a I, lot of uh, everyday activity to set up whatever the big conflict happens to be, which I still couldn't really tell from the trailer. Right. Exa- and, and yeah, I mean, to be honest, you ain't missing much. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a, there, there's no... There's no climax to the film. There's no, oh, no, you know, there's no movement. There's, I mean, it's almost, it's almost like there's no acts, you know, act one, act two, act three. I mean, there are, you know, and there's, there's tragedy and there's love and there's conflict. Um, and those progress, but it's so subtle. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. so... No it's real so resolution. Funny. So it's and more it of a, it, it, it truly isn't like an art film. It, it's more of a, a, it's the craft that's on display more than like something that's like sucking you into like a, a, a story or anything. It's just more of like, this is a good filmmaker telling a story, doing a really good job of it. But what, you know, what do I, what do, I do I never need to see this movie again? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm yeah, not so, going to watch it again. So the, the the new title for this movie will be Limpia la Mierda de Pero. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very nicely done. Twelve years Spanish right there. That does sound a lot classier. I like that. Limpia la Mierda de Pero. Starting oh. November eighteenth. Ooh la la. Uh, so yeah, I can see why it's the critics' favorite now. It has no resolution. It's in black and white, and, and there's no real storytelling to it. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know how you want to do it, Dave. You want to go through all the uh, nominees and then tell your your winner, or you want to uh, get the suspense out of the way and say who you're you're picking for best picture now? However you want to do it, I I would like to see Black Panther win best picture. I don't think that will happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. But. Uh, 
The Oscars did mention last year that they were going to start nominating the highest grossing film of the year, which just happens to be Black Panther. So I don't know if that's why it's up there. Um, also, interesting. the Oscars aired last year after Black Panther was released. <laughs> right. We so, talked about it on the, on, the, on the last show, Dave. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the film. It's It's, my second favorite Marvel film, um, let me think. Yeah, probably second favorite to date behind so Infinity what would, War. What is, okay, so Infinity War was your number one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, and see, I did not see Infinity War. Now, Andre and I actually oh, talked a Lord. lot about – Andre and I did not talk a lot about uh, – we, we did talk a lot about Black Panther this last, this last show. And we, I was giving him the synopsis. I actually gave him the plot synopsis before I saw the movie. Because what we've decided is that the Marvel movies are basically Law and Order episodes. Yeah. That they're, yeah. they're so formulaic. And that was my – I did watch Black Panther this week. And I watched it with a team of experts. I watched it with a team of experts, <laughs> one that's four and a half and one that's seven. Uh, I can tell oh, you really? that it was that, – That's ample. Was, I'm telling you, those that's <laughs> – that's if the it was target up, demographic there. If it was if it was up to my son, Black Panther would win Best Picture because when it was over, he's like, "Dad, that was awesome." All right, Grant, way to go. I I enjoyed Hashtag Black woke. Panther. I enjoyed Black Panther. I found it underwhelming in the aspect that had it come first, and we didn't have this decade of the same exact movie coming out multiple times over with the Marvel formula, with the origin story, and then the, 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 the hero gets knocked down a peg and then basically ends up having to fight a version of himself, which I've just now described every origin Marvel movie. <laughs> and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're right. You're that's right about I, that. That's right. Iron Man fights evil Iron Man and Thor yeah. fights his evil brother and Ant-Man finds other Ant-Man. So the Hulk finds evil Hulk. So the Marvel formula was purely on display here. It was a very well-made film. Uh, it, I would have to say it was my second favorite. Oh, far. I mean, it's so there's always recency bias in play. I thought that winter soldier was the best of the Marvel movies because it, it really broke the script. It didn't follow the Marvel formula. It really felt like you were watching more of like a political action thriller than yeah. you were watching a Marvel movie. So it didn't just follow yeah. the beat by beat by beat by beat. So Andre and I had equated this to Law and Order, where like you know for for uh, two minutes in they find the body behind the dumpster, and 18 minutes in some key evidence gets thrown out, and you know every once in a while at the end of episode somebody gets shot because the verdict was not guilty. And this Black Panther was strictly by the numbers Marvel, but it was, it was just done up different, you know, but yeah, you, you could have pulled out the, the characters and thrown in any of the other Marvel superheroes. And you had beat by beat by beat by beat the exact same movie. I, I see no. your point. I do. So I'm not trying to crap all over Black Panther because it was no, no, no. made. It was well acted. It, it's definitely up there. It's one of the best visually. It was the most visually striking, other than maybe Doctor Strange. It was one of the most visually striking Marvel movies to date because, I mean, just the, the effects have progressed so much. So oh, you yeah. can clearly see that that was all on display. Um, but my kids loved it. 
you know. So <laughs> hey, that I guess I guess there's that. But no, I, best picture. Eh. I, you know, I, I, <laughs> Dark Knight didn't win best picture. I don't think Black Panther could win best picture. I don't think Dark Knight got. Did he get nominated? Maybe Dark Knight Rises. I don't remember. So or maybe well, he yes. Ledger won, but. <laughs> Yes, he won. He won the award for uh, supporting actor, but I don't think that even got nominated for best picture. So no, good movie in the, in the Marvel pantheon. It's very good, but it was it was so formulaic to the Marvel script. It just did it right. well. And Dave and I talked a little bit about it last year because I had just seen Black Panther uh, before the uh, Oscar show oh, that we sure. did last year. And well, real yeah, I. For and for me, from my perspective of having seen none of the Marvel movies, I just was able to sort of enjoy Black Panther on its own. I didn't have to compare it to any of the other Marvel movies, and sure, uh, and really not having seen too many other superhero type movies at all in my life because it's not really my cup of tea. Uh, but just on its own, uh, just an enjoyable movie experience is really uh, gave me the uh, all I can say is it gave me the sense of okay, that was worth the money that, that I paid and, and my wife paid to go see uh, the movie. It was, it was a movie-going experience that was really worth it, that visually, uh, acting-wise, storytelling-wise, it was, it was it does, I, don't have to, I don't need it for it to win the, uh, the Oscar for Best Picture. I have no uh, doubt that it's going to lose the Oscar for Best Picture because just the <laughs> thought of Black Panther winning Best Oscar is, is kind of ludicrous, but... It doesn't have to. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that feel like it had to get nominated or it had to because, you know, it had to, there had to be a point proven that it, it was a great black movie and got a whole lot of black people out to the theater. But we can't just let it in there. We can't just let it be what it was. It has to be nominated for Best Picture. It has to be Best Picture. It has to be this. It has to be the greatest Marvel movie of all time, which Jason said he's seen people uh, uh, declare that. And it doesn't have to be any of that for me. It was, yeah. it was a great movie watching experience, which is all it really had to be. Yeah, I mean, and Marvel's had some clunkers. It's definitely in the top third, easily by far, over this expansive, you know, Phase One, Phase Two, Phase Nineteen, Phase Forty Six. All this stuff that Marvel is pulling out with their movies, it, it's up there. It is one of the best of the Marvel movies, but I, I don't see it as a Oscar-winning Best Picture. But it was a good movie. It's a lot of fun. So, so the those that we've talked about so far, as far as the best picture odds, live odds from FanDuel.com have Roma as the favorite at minus two ten, which is quite the quite the Yikes. quite the favorite. The one to two odds like that for best picture uh, picture making, I guess, is is why it's, it's favored to win so heavily, but not necessarily because of how great it was. Um, and Black Panther is plus 2,500. So there you go for that. Uh, With Roma, that big a prohibitive favor, I don't even know if we did go on and and look at any of the other nominees, but we we can do so anyway. Uh, We know know the other win is Vice because just based on the the trailer, that looked like some, some, some crap. I don't know how that got nominated for best picture, Dick Cheney's life story. I'm, I'm sure it's an interesting life story, but the trailer and Dave actually saw the movie, so he can correct me if I'm wrong. But made it seem like the performances were kind of stiff and not really worthy of of a best picture 
Nominee being too harsh on that, or, or was it much better than that? Well, I saw the the movie The World According to Dick Cheney, and I was very versed in how he played the role he played in Bush's administration. Uh, the movie does a great, great job of explaining to the audience the impact this one man had. And for the longest time, I actually disputed it. I was, I was, um, I was of the opinion that, well, you know, if Bush has the final word, then he has the final word, right? I'm like, if he has the final word, then, uh, then there's nothing to blame Cheney for. But after seeing Vice, it really does. He totally manipulates his position and I remember reading early on or watching it in a movie um, how he assigned all the cabinet members on the day of the inauguration. They were all in the White House. So Bush came in. Everybody was already in place. And so, of course, he put in people who were instrumental in keeping his job and teaming up against the president. Um, I don't know if it would win Best Picture, but I have to say Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, I could not believe how well he did. I'm like, I didn't recognize little... him at all. That was unbelievable. Yeah, right. I remember, yeah, right. I remember seeing the trailer for the movie, right? And it's going through, and it's like, you know, it's like Sam Rockwell, Steve Carell, and then it's like Christian Bale. And I was like, where was he? I didn't see him in the trailer. <laughs> right, right. You don't realize right. through the whole trailer, which is just him talking to the, the Sam Rockwell, George W. Bush, you don't realize that I, did, I had no clue the whole time that that was Christian Bale because it was it was a he, he was a doppelganger for Dick Cheney. He had the mannerisms and the voice and oh my god! I mean he I mean he nailed it. So I, I don't know if that's going to get him enough consideration. I believe he was nominated for actor. Um, yeah, for that for sure. But I mean, yeah, when you when you you know, transform yourself like that. Like you're what's like somebody who knows movies and has seen a lot of movies with Christian Bale and it doesn't realize that that's him. And is just oh, more yeah. bought into the actor who's just like, wow, whoever they got to play that guy's doing really good. Which one is he? I didn't see him on the list. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, it's like, okay. Tremendous uh, transformation for sure. That's plus uh, 10,000 right now. So that's obviously <laughs> uh, last on the list. Uh, the the favorite uh, was this. Uh, it looked like uh, a stark raving mad. Is that how they say it in England? Stark raving mad. Uh, Queen Anne uh, from the trailer it looks like it's just about her uh, doing her best to alienate everyone around her, and uh, and then a couple of other women get involved in the in the power struggle there. And there's a little uh, a little hot lesbian action going on. Apparently, it's hard oh, to H- get a feel. HLA. Kind of hard to get a feel for from the trailer for that movie. Uh, so, what am I missing uh, about that story, Dave? Uh, that's very much uh, Downton Abbey kind of kind of film. It's very slow paced. Um, so I, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so <laughs> enamored with uh, with British royalty. I wanted to see this film the moment I saw the trailer, and I still want to see Mary Queen of Scots. <laughs> um, but The, the movie's basically about Queen Anne and her aristocracy, the people who take care of her, and um, her, her girlfriend, Rachel Weiss, 
um, or Rachel Weiss, however you want to pronounce it. And how I didn't know this, but after seeing the film, I found out in the movie they they exchanged love letters, Queen Anne and Rachel Weiss's character. Um, but in real life, they actually did exchange love letters, and she was actually there. It's based it's based on a true story how this Emma Stone character comes in and completely swoons the queen. The movie ends up on a on a. This is a spoiler for those who haven't seen the favorite. Spoiler alert! But in in the end, there's a, a scene between Queen Anne, Emma Stone, and Queen Anne's rabbits, and it's a power struggle between the three of them. Emma Stone controls the rabbits. The rabbits control the queen. The queen controls Emma Stone's character. I'm so, sorry. Did you say the rabbits? Yeah, the Queen Anne. She lost like 15 kids, um, and every oh. time she lost a child, she attained a rabbit or a bunny. And so all of her emotion was about these rabbits and other pets in the kingdom. I mean, in the palace, uh, like birds. She has birds. But uh, there's a scene of Emma Stone, spoiler, <laughs> there's a scene of Emma Stone stepping on one of the rabbits, knowing in her head that she could, you know, really hurt the queen emotionally just by killing one of the rabbits, but she chooses not to. And Emma Stone ends up in this very subservient role at the end where she has to um, perform sexual acts. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's the favorite. That's uh, that's eighteen hundred on the board. Uh, you know, <laughs> I still I still don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. How about the? Go, go ahead, Dave. I was just gonna say, yeah, it's it's really about the people who take care of royalty and aristocrats and how they please one another. Emma Stone has this title um, that she's trying to keep because she married correctly. (laughs) So now she's a lady. But at any moment, the queen could take that title away from her. And so that's where... That's mildly interesting, (laughs) power struggles and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised to see how sort of high up on the board that was at plus 1900. That's basically the uh, fourth pick out of, out of the eight movies for, for on the live odds right now. Um, what about a star is born it's about the, uh, the 31st uh, rendition of the same story of a younger <laughs> protege uh, eclipsing her mentor. Uh, this one has a couple of performances that freshened the story up. Bradley Cooper was a surprisingly good singer and Lady Gaga was a shockingly normal actress, no meat dresser or anything like that. So that was uh, that was a surprise to see. Uh, Star is Born, I haven't seen the other two, or however many there are, um, but I really did like what Bradley was doing here. You could tell watching, because he's been working on this film for so long, you could tell that he's actually in it for the art and not the money. Um, and I that appeals to me greatly. I think he should get Best Director. I don't think it'll get Best Film. But uh, 
the people he cast in the film are people who have been victimized by stardom. And another spoiler, Dave Chappelle makes an appearance. And I saw him in the trailer. <laughs> they put him in the trailer, so I actually saw him. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I was glad to see that because A Star is Born, you know, is all about how this manipulation of the system turns people into something they're not so that they could earn more money. And who who else could be a Yeah, that's the right man to have in that movie. Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> He could have he could have told that story about himself probably. Boy howdy! So <laughs> uh, um, it looked like uh, something that it, it looked Bradley Cooper's sort of like what he wanted to have is almost like his legacy movie. Like you could tell he's really trying to put that out there as like this is exactly what I've wanted to do. This is my piece de resistance, and like, obviously clearly Gaga has, has saw this as her opportunity to to go as legit as possible and and show everybody what her, her chops are all about. And, and you can tell that she poured everything that she had into this as well. So just on the, just looking at what those two put into the movie, it, it like comes, it, it pops through. It, it really busts out of the, the TV screen or the computer screen or whatever, that these two are really make, trying to make this like their, their career, uh, completely career turning pieces and, and making their careers uh, as, as top notch as they could possibly make them. Yeah, Bradley, I mean, that's a lot. That, that's a big, that's a big uh, chore considering he's already won an Oscar for American Sniper. And he's obviously established. And now that he is, I'm glad he's doing stuff that he wants to do. Like he did this play on the elephant man because he was fascinated by that story. Um, and now he does this film and it really does. This, the, the movie really does do a good job of telling, sh- showing the audience what stardom can do to a person and, you know, their emotional state, their physical appearance, their actual talent. You know, Lady Gaga doesn't start off as a pop singer. She starts off just this waitress and she has a really good, country voice for country songs and the movie morphs her into this lady gaga character like you know playing herself <laughs> where she is Wait, like so flashing you, lights and are you trying to tell me that this is basically the film version of don't you want me by human league is it that she was working as a waitress at the cocktail <laughs> bar and yeah exactly <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. I, I didn't realize that well, if we ever needed a two-hour music video for that, I guess that's what we got now. Yeah. So yeah, Star see, is Born is that's plus 3,100 yeah. on the board right now. I would like to see Bradley win Best Director for that one. I think he deserves that. Um, okay. Uh what about uh, Black Klansman? Now, this one, I just, the, this, the, the visceral reaction when I saw the title of Black Klansman with the KKK in the middle, I'm like, I, why, why would I want to see that? That's just, it just, it, I, I just kind of got turned off by just the title of it, not knowing anything at all about the story. But apparently, it's based on a real story that it's, uh, 
a, a, a Negro infiltrating the Klan uh, in, in Colorado. And it's really difficult to put that story uh, sort of in a humorous and entertaining light. But damn it, if Spike Lee, uh, based on the trailer, uh, it looks like he did that. So uh, how, how good was this movie? Yeah, it, it, when what? I heard about the movie, it reminded me of the Eddie Murphy sketch on Saturday Night Live where he <laughs> pretends to be white. I remember that on the bus. You know, I'm like, yeah, he's sitting on the bus, you know, and he's, and he's talking. You know, yeah, it, it, so I'm just like, okay, well, what is this going to be? And then I saw the the trailer for it, and it, 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 wow, I mean, it, yeah, I, I understood that it was a little bit more serious uh, subject matter, but that, that was the first impression I got when I started you know, hearing about what it was going to be and all that. And I was like, is this a comedy? What? What is yeah. that? So, yeah, so I just flashed back to the, yeah, that's all I could think of was Eddie Murphy doing that sketch. Like, because you can't top that. So you might, you know, but uh, <laughs> judging by this, you know, and then, of course, you've always got the, you know, rip from the headlines are based on a true story, which always kind of gives something that's fantastical a little bit more, you know, credibility. Um but uh, apparently it was a very good movie when I actually did see like a full blown, you know, trailer for it. It's like, okay, yeah, there's a, there's a story there. Yeah. Um, when I first saw the film, I had no idea it was a Spike Lee film, but you know how Spike Lee has certain trademarks. I, I recognized it immediately. I was about to say, you, you knew it was a Spike Lee film once you actually watched it, I'm sure. Oh yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, my only problem, I did like the film and I did research the true story because I'm fascinated by things like this, like such incongruity where a black man's joining the Klan. Um, yeah. it reminded me of, um, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me think. So, I knew it was a Spike Lee film after watching it, and then I researched the true story. However, you could tell watching this that Spike has an agenda, and that is something I didn't like. Like he, mm-hmm. it, um, movies like, I can't even think of another film, but he definitely had an agenda beyond telling this story. And it was, in one of the clan meetings, somebody says out loud, um, somebody says, America used to be great. And it mm-hmm. harkened back to Trump's yeah. campaign, make America great again. And I thought, don't tell me he's comparing all these uh, Trump supporters with clan people. Cause that's, Oh, because that's, that's new. Yeah, <laughs> that's new. Well, and uh, let me think. What else? I liked. Uh, I liked the actors in it. It was very. It wasn't as racist as I thought it could be. That's what. That's, a, that's, a, that's not going to look good on the movie poster. Needs more racism. Yeah, that, Dave, the movie expert. It's like it's like you see the clan from Mississippi burning, and, and given yeah. given it's, okay. it is in Colorado, I will say that. And oh. when you look at the clan, <laughs> sure. well, you know the clan the clan actually originated from Idaho. 
people I don't know if they realize oh. that, but oh. that's what the clan is actually the 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 the, the, the whole the birthplace of the clan was in Idaho. I did not know that. Well, that you, clan you, history you, for you there. Well, you get different parts of history from different places. I I could have swore all these years I read that it originated in Pulaski, Indiana. So, you know, it depends on who you ask or what you read. You know, there's there's so many different stories of that. But, uh, but yeah, I agree with all those points. It was, uh, it it looked kind of like a comedy almost when you look at the trailer and you try to figure out, you know, what exactly where Spike Lee is going with. And and you can tell in the trailer where he's going down, what, what road he's going down. He's got, the white power juxtaposed with the black power and, you know, bouncing off of each other and trying to sh- show the differences to, as to why one is evil and one is not. And so, yeah, clearly he's got his, his agendas and, and a message that he's trying to send uh, with, with that movie. So, so uh, that so, doesn't surprise me at all. Right. So is the message that basically just, you know, the telling, like there was enough meat in the story to, that you could let the story tell, you know, in, in you know, versus, where you can feel like you've got a filmmaker who's who's inserting like it almost kind of takes you out of the film, and that's what I don't like in movies is when I get taken out of the movie, it's like okay, now I know I've moved into another realm here, and not, now I'm being like sermonized. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like um, I one of my favorites by Spike is Malcolm X and Inside Man, and I'm I'm very familiar with Malcolm X's life and. I got a lot more from that film than from this film. And maybe it's that's an excellent, well, that's, a, that's an excellent film. Inside Man's an excellent film as well. So yeah, you, okay. those are two high points for Spike Lee. Oh yeah, and maybe because Malcolm was 25 years ago. I don't know. You know, right. maybe Spike's changed a bit. But we're I not, did like. We're not the that film. old. That that movie came out like six, seven years ago. <laughs> What? Uh, that movie was definitely 25 years ago because I watched it in the theater with my high school girlfriend who I haven't seen in many, many, many moons. Yes, it is definitely that old. Oh, my God. Uh, We're old. So yeah, uh, Black Klansman plus 2,900 on the board, pretty far back as well. Uh Moving up to is another one, Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody. That I don't think has any chance to win uh, because of what I've seen about the critics uh, had such yeah. a harsh view uh, of this movie. This one, uh, it's the lowest of all eight films on Rotten Tomatoes, which is I know it's not very scientific, but sixty one percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes critic for, as a critic score, and that's nominated for best movie well i don't i don't, I don't get a it. lot of the a lot of the blowback to the movie was that it played very fast and loose with the with the actual details of freddie mercury's life and it had yeah. a lot of things about it. It, it, it it had a lot of th- it was basically it was a dramatization so basically you're getting you know and you should never go to see a hollywood movie expecting to get like the fact, the like you watch a documentary no. for something like that. This was a Hollywood production. The band was heavily, like the surviving members of the band were very heavily influencing what was able to be said because it's you know because they own a lot of the rights to the stories and everything. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, so basically, I, I was shocked it got nominated for Best Picture because it was and out of all of the movies, I was that was the one that stood out to me. Like really, with with with. Everything I've heard about it, and, and and like I said, how fast and loose they played with the actual facts of the story, um, that I was uh, that I was surprised by. I guess I wasn't surprised it got nominated because of the performance of of the Freddie Mercury 
character was sure. that just seems to be tailor made to win a, a, a best actor uh, award. And so, yeah, you got to give the movie, you know, you got to give the movie its props as well. But that movie uh, from the trailer that did not seem to be uh, made for the critics. It seemed to be made for fans of the music of Queen and also fans of the life story of Freddie Mercury, which is quite yeah. remarkable. But uh, like Jason was saying, maybe they didn't uh, tell the, the the story very faithfully. Yeah, and if you're a fan of the, if you're a fan of Queen, and, and I like Queen's music, you could go on Spotify and listen to anything you want. You know, I, I, yeah. you, all you need is the music. I, I don't, I don't need any of the, the behind the scenes, especially if you're going to go, and there are plenty of documentaries about the band or about Freddie Mercury that getting a, you know, a, a mass media version of the story for, you know, so people can some pack down some popcorn because they had a guy who, you know, you put in some fake teeth and he looks just like Freddie Mercury. Um, <laughs> apparently that's a reason to make a movie. Yeah. So, so Dave's the one that's actually seen it. Dave, uh, is it worthy of being nominated for Best Picture? Uh, you know, I would agree with uh, I would agree with you guys that it, it it probably doesn't deserve a nomination. Um, I was I'm I'm a huge fan of Queen, and I knew the timeline. And yeah, it's kind of screwy the timeline. Um, I would have put in more about uh, Freddie's solo work with um he did a solo job with um an opera singer um but it was what i liked most about the film is people who didn't know queen made the song got to know after leaving the theater oh that was queen. oh that was oh that was queen. you know yeah, yeah, all the people anybody younger than us who don't know anybody who basically hadn't seen wayne's world <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And I love Mike Myers makes uh, makes a cameo yeah. in the film, which is fitting as a record producer. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally fitting. And his line Ooh. is, "No teenager's gonna be banging his head to this music in the car." <laughs> oh boy! It, oh, Very yeah, nice. yeah, a little. Did, 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 does he like look at the camera? Does he, oh wait, does he take off the sunglasses <laughs> and do the CSI Miami thing? I mean, <laughs> oh, that, that that would be perfect. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? Yeah. There you go. Sound drop there. Yeah. Uh, so Bohemian Rhapsody plus 1600. Uh, it's actually the third choice uh, on the board betting wise. So maybe, what do we know? Maybe the, the betting public knows better than we do. Um, and then uh, finally, the one movie that seems to have a chance if you go with the betting public that has a chance to beat Roma would be Green Book. It's plus 230. Uh, the wife had to explain the Green Book to me but, uh, as far as the actual Green Book. It's because you're from Chicago. Uh, and so are you. And so is that. That's right. Uh, no, we, and I was, I was yeah, I was going to. She's the point. <laughs> Exactly. I am uh, not of the age, nor did I grow up in an area to have this knowledge of the actual Green Book, uh, as Jason was pointing out. I, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, now, she was reading also, they don't they don't really reference the Green Book like very much at all, uh, you know, in the, no. in the actual movie. So, uh, again, Dave's the one that actually saw it. So they, they do they touch on it like for like a, a hot second and, and never mention it again? Yeah, the, the the actual Green Book might have made an appearance twice in the whole film, but their mm. travels 
is, you know, you could tell they were traveling according to Green Book. Um, Mahershala Ali stays in certain hotels where Vigo Mortensen couldn't stay. Uh, my father actually told me, he told me about the Green Book when it came out. He says, oh, yeah, those are very collectible now. I was like, I had no idea this was actually based on something real. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it was like the Fodor's travel guide for, you know, black folks down in the South, because it was like, you can go here, you can stay here, this is safe. <laughs> right, right. Don't go here. <laughs> yeah, don't go here. This is where you're not welcome. <laughs> don't, don't go to that little restaurant in Tunica, okay? Yeah. <laughs> or if you eat with uh, a person of a different color, you might get stared at the entire meal. <laughs> something else uh another one complaint about it there wasn't actually a lot of racism i actually thought the film was wait a minute i need more racism yeah that doesn't look good on the poster well i was gonna when i was in the film watching it i literally thought this could have been made like this could have been happening in 74 71 1971 74 and it ended up coming, taking place in, I think, 19, uh, let me think, 1958 or 67. Anyway, I forgot. Okay. So let's say 58. And you would think there'd be a lot, because you would think they'd encounter a lot more conflict. And they really only encountered it once. Um, the other time, <laughs> they were both locked in jail at the same time nothing is happening to them they weren't abused you know and they're in the south and i was like wow this this is this is actually <laughs> this is like this, racist this racism <laughs> for a pg-13 era i'm just i right. can just imagine dave sitting in the theater going man this movie could use a little racism right now <laughs> <laughs> nearly enough racism in this movie. I mean, a- admittedly, I don't. I, I admittedly, I I wasn't alive, and I and I didn't know what it was like then, and I never been in the South, you know, experiencing these things. But of the movies that I've already seen, who've established this is what it was like, and when you see, you know, like uh, King's March in in Alabama, and I just I would have expected them to come across almost I would say driving Miss Daisy encountered more racism than these two guys. <laughs> and that wasn't a whole lot of racism either. <laughs> so, that that's not gonna look good on the movie poster either. More racism I mean, than black Klansmen, Dave the movie. Yeah, it just seemed it just seemed they were treading lightly. And actually, right. I don't know who directed it, but I'm guessing a white guy directed this. <laughs> I mean, because if I this just, was a Spike Lee joint, it'd be a lot oh, more yeah. racism. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, you know, wearing MAGA hats. The, you know, the plan was pretty light in Black Klansman. They'd be wearing MAGA hats in 1958. Uh huh. Big bright red hats. Um, <laughs> So I mean it's a very inspiring story if you I guess if you remove the all the racism that they probably encounter you get left with the story itself of 
a, a white thug escorting a classy black pianist through the South and both, you know, learning life lessons along the way and really felt like the kind of movie that, w- that wins the Oscar because it's, it, it makes Hollywood, it, it allows them to sort of fillet themselves and make them feel good about, oh, look at us portraying the white man and the black man getting along and getting through all their differences and showing the world that all, all you need is love and friendship will conquer all and everything like that. So well, I, I you know think what? that's probably why all, they didn't have as much racism as this. To as all those deserved. people, to all those people, see, they should just listen to this show because they'd get that. <laughs> Oh, the Kumbaya. We've been doing it since 1982. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then this, well, we definitely have our disagreements. So, you know, we, we but we can overcome through the power of friendship. That's right. We, we, but Dave we, would we have, not like our show because it needs more racism. We don't have nearly <laughs> enough racism for Dave. They would like they would be like this is <laughs> not <laughs> realistic. <laughs> this friendship yeah, I mean, is it, not it, realistic. That's right. It, it yeah. was, it was it was seriously as chummy as like Lethal Weapon, and and don't get me wrong, I liked. I, oh my god! I liked. I loved the film. It was actually very entertaining. It was a comedy. Um, it was. But, See, I would yeah, have thought it, was, it would have been from the trailer. It looks like a more serious movie. No, no, it's definitely a comedy because Vigo has all these one-liners, and one of them, <laughs> I forgot who said this. Somebody said some some comedian, or maybe it was Tiffany Haddish, I don't remember, but someone said, oh no, the moment Vigo Mortensen shows Mahershala Ali how to eat fried chicken, I walked out of the theater. (laughs) 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 Because because he plays this character who's very prim proper, he doesn't like using his fingers when he eats, he wears a blanket in the car, you know, it's very driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, that's all in the trailer. He doesn't want to get grief wow. on his blanket. Well, we've only got three yeah. minutes left here, I believe, in the live show. Um, so, Dave, we talked about them all. What is your winner for Best Picture? I would like, I would like to see Black Panther win because of the message about, you know, hoarding technology and medicine and money. I like that message. That the whole country is in poverty, and this city in Wakanda is hoarding everything. That's what I like most, most about Black Panther. Okay, and so, but uh, do you think it will win, though? What, what do you think is actually going oh, to win? Oh no, I don't think. That. <laughs> <laughs> God no. Um, I'm inclined to say the favorite. Wow. All right. Yeah. That, that would be an upset. HLA. What do you guys think about no host? I thought Kevin Hart had the job, and then... <laughs> so did he. Uh, <laughs> apparently, you know, athletes and actors, and now anybody who's in the spotlight, you need to watch that, that Twitter feed, or watch what you said, even if it's years ago, and it's and you thought it's all been put to bed. Some, somebody's going to dig that stuff up, and, and it's always I, I, going to find you. That's why we, Andre and I can never be famous because we've got six years of this stuff on the air now. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way I can run for office ever after, after some of the stuff I've said on this show. Senator Hurd says he wants more racism <laughs> in his family. <laughs> yeah, some of, the things, some of the things that we've said over the years on this show, uh, 
yeah, we better not run for office or any of that stuff. <laughs> or host the Oscars. Dave's, Dave's best actor and actress pictures and, and pics are caught up on the after show. They do. All right, now into our VIP after show program where we can get into the rest of the picks. Yeah, that was a very diverse. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus